the Journey Hometown Journal. You're taught about the geographical regions of Virginia as well as the natural resources found within and how our history ties to those regions as well. Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards. This week we're going to take a walk through history and nature. Our guest is Rebecca Kleinhampel, the executive director of the Virginia Living Museum in Newport News. Rebecca, welcome to the program. Good to have you here. How long have you been with the museum? And tell us a little bit about your background. Hi, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here, Mark. This is a dream job. I get to see on the floor of the museum or uh, out here on our campus of 23 acres, families enjoying nature, which is how I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, outside fishing uh, with my grandfather in the garden with my dad in the creeks, uh, hunting for crayfish with my brother. Most of my treasured memories are outside in nature. I continued that with my family. We enjoy kayaking and a lot of hiking uh, around the country. I was a science major in college with a business minor, and many experiences over my career have led me to this uh, great culmination, I, I could say, in helping to teach other families and to offer experiences where families can enjoy natural science, uh, education, and fun at the same time. How long has the uh, museum been in existence? Thank you for asking. We were formed, created in 1966 okay. uh, by the, the community who wanted science in the hands of their children. The Warwick uh, Rotary Club at that time and the Junior League of Hampton Roads created this museum with the city of Newport News as a partner. Well, you've touched on some of what the museum's about. It's an opportunity for people to understand their environment, to experience that. So share a little bit more about that, the purpose of the museum and, and what that serves for the community. Thank you. Connecting people to nature, right? That's what it's all about. Our founding uh, father, as we lovingly call Mr. Harry Wasson, brought this idea to the community because he was a child of natural nature education. His family was interested in that. And uh, our first collection at the museum was his uh, family's butterfly uh, collection, non-live collection. And so we at the museum have translated that into a living uh, opportunity. So we have uh, basically two collections here. We are duly accredited for one collection, the non-live collections. So all those fantastic teaching elements uh, like the butterfly collection, like uh, bones and fossils and artifacts from the state of Virginia. And then we're also accredited for our live collection of animals, 250 species uh, that are here at the museum, um, mammals, reptiles, amphibians, birds, native plants, marine life. We showcase all of Virginia on a 23-acre campus. And this is a great way to get away from the phones and the tablets and our computers and walk through history, walk through nature, learn about it, and be a part of it. That is absolutely the value. I do not see that value changing for parents anytime soon. They want their children to be engaged. They want them to understand uh, the environment that they're living in because science is all around us every day. And it's fun. 
and it is our world, and this is what families do here. They speak to each other, they laugh with each other, they discover together, they look into the eyes of living things and work to understand the differentials, perhaps. It's just the place where families have enjoyment as they learn. What's been the experience that you've seen from families or whether it's a, a tour group, a school group, that they learn something, they experience something for the first time? Huh, absolutely. Um, joy is the first word that comes to mind because they understand perhaps at our touch tank those interesting creatures that they see here in the marshes around Virginia, um, Tidewater area, or the things that they find on the beach that has been washed up. They find a horseshoe crab shell many times on the beach. They see a live horseshoe crab here and understand the unique uh, history of that animal, uh, older than dinosaurs how they are treasured for their blue blood, uh, which contains hemocyanin as opposed to our hemoglobin. It's blue blood, and it uh, detects bacteria. So every time you go into a surgical suite, you can thank the horseshoe crab for making sure that those surgical instruments are sterile. Amazing science to be discovered every day here. That is Rebecca Kleinhampel, the executive director of the Virginia Living Museum. In Newport News, you can go to their website, thevlm.org, to find out more about what they offer and all that you can experience. Again, that's thevlm.org. We'll be back with more in a minute. The My Journey FM app. So many different artists. Music, hope, and encouragement anywhere, anytime. Brings you to a whole new level. Your favorite journey artists all on your phone. A lot of encouragement. If you want to help share that hope and encouragement, you just have to tap Give Now to support the journey. The My Journey FM app. Get it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you. This week we're highlighting the Virginia Living Museum. The museum is located in Newport News. It is a public nonprofit organization. Rebecca Kleinhampel is the executive director of the museum. So, Rebecca, take us on a tour, if you will. Uh, what happens and what do people experience when they come to the museum? Oh, sure. So they walk into our entry building, which is primarily an aquatic building. So they will see how we have set up the content here is by regions of Virginia. You're taught about the geographical regions of Virginia as well as the natural resources found within and how our history ties to those regions as well. They'll see the tidewater and the coastal plain and uh, differing exhibits like a 32,000-gallon Chesapeake Bay Aquarium with a shark and grouper and lookdowns and pompano, all the fish. If you jumped off a pier that you'd be swimming with are right there for you to see. You'll see a habitarium with the swampy-like area, uh, similar to the Great Dismal Swamp, with uh, American alligator there, as well as gar and catfish, uh, many species of turtles. They will see on the other side of the museum the Mountain Cove, the James River, Piedmont Mountain areas, and a replication of the beauty of a natural waterfall and the sounds and trout and walleye and muskeye, um, native birds. They will walk outside onto our 23-acre campus and walk through the woods on an elevated boardwalk. They'll see native natural habitats with many mammals from Virginia. 
red wolf, the endangered red wolf. They'll see coyote. They'll see white-tailed deer, red fox, a bobcat, which are so elusive, an aviary. Uh, we've got a living green building where they can see uh, different types of building products for your home with a living green roof to understand um, how that can naturally cool your home. They will see a planetarium and be able to understand what is in the sky above your head through a Virginia Skies live narrated program. Uh, I can go on and on. It is virtually a two-hour trip through the entire state of Virginia. And it's a very naturalized campus uh, in the heart of a city. And that's another uh, real nice piece of the beauty effort here is it's a getaway. It's a, just a beautiful, you know, gem uh, where you can feel really relaxed because you are in nature with a lot of really big oaks and pine and the native species you find here. Is it a combination of guided tours or self-guided tours? How does that work? It's generally a self-guided opportunity. We have volunteers who work to interpret uh, the exhibits that are outside or uh, animals that may be there. So you will find folks who can help you understand uh, if, if you don't, aren't familiar with what you're looking at. We have behind-the-scenes tours where you can take your family to understand all the tanks and the structures and the feeding that happens for all the aquatic animals that are here. There's a variety of ways to enjoy the museum. We also have uh, tremendous classroom programming. A lot of schools come to the museum um, to connect their students with the live education that directly plays to their uh, curriculum in the classroom. And we'll talk more about what's available for schools and for students. Is it a mix of permanent exhibits and then seasonal exhibits? We've got a changing exhibit gallery where we uh, bring, a, with, like you said, traveling our seasonal exhibit. Uh, we usually do two uh, large exhibits per year. Right now we have Backyard Adventures, which is uh, a great way to think about your backyard as science to be discovered. So biological in, you know, interactions with plants and insects, understanding the nocturnal vision of uh, night vision of animals in our habitat that we rarely see, like a flying squirrel, understanding, you know, what goes into growing vegetables and the math needed for a beehive or when you simply lay pavers in your backyard. So it, it helps you just bring that backyard to life. In the summer, we'll be introducing a pollinator exhibit. So this will be a maze uh, exhibit where you will interact and become a pollinator and perhaps take a flower through the maze and find uh, what animal or insect helps to pollinate that particular species. It's critical work that pollinators do for our food chain and we have to understand that we're dependent on a lot of these great animals that we don't know enough about. Tell us a little bit about the planetarium shows as well. It's a 71-seat theater, full dome above your head, and uh, the best, the best uh, show that I've heard from all families is that Virginia Live Sky program. So you start by standing on our boardwalk looking over the water, and the astronomer pulls you from that water up into the sky. So you, see, you basically see yourself 
uh, moving as if you were, you know, the telescope. And she will share with you the constellations in the sky, stories behind what those constellations mean. Uh, she'll talk about the different uh, formations, timelines, the uh, history of the stars and our sun. She can even focus in on a particular planet. And you can choose the planet you want to fixate on to see it close and personal and understand the nature of that planet, whether it's rock-based or gas-based structure. Um, so truly understanding that if you simply walk outside your door and look up, <laughs> there's so much to learn. And she just brings that to life. We have other uh, programs that are more of uh, uh, entertainment value, if you will, also playing in the planetarium. And that changes with the season and with our exhibits as well. We have some that are for youngsters and some that are more adult-based. Well, there are a lot of things to experience at the Virginia Living Museum located in Newport News. You can find out more about the attractions at the VLM. Our guest today on the Hometown Journal is the executive director of the museum, Rebecca Kleinhampel, and we'll have more of our conversation with her in just a minute. The My Journey FM app. So many different artists. Music, hope, and encouragement anywhere, anytime. Brings you to a whole new level. Your favorite journey artists all on your phone. A lot of encouragement. If you want to help share that hope and encouragement, you just have to tap Give Now to support the journey. The My Journey FM app. Get it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you as we highlight the Virginia Living Museum that's located in Newport News. Our guest is the executive director of the museum, Rebecca Kleinhampel. Rebecca, one of the education opportunities for students are the school safaris. Tell us about those. We work hard with many school districts here in the region to understand what they need, where their particular team might need support, and so some truly enjoy a safari where their kids can either on campus and sometimes off campus take a guided, almost like a mini camp, perhaps would be the best way to describe it, where we'll take them into a particular environment. So that perhaps it's a, you know, a salt marsh, perhaps it's a local lake, watershed area, perhaps it's right here on campus where they can do water quality testing right here in the middle of Newport News. So many opportunities. Sometimes we go to the mountains, uh, you know, and do many of our summer programs. We can do an overnight trip. But for schools, usually it's a little more local, uh, timeline-based for, for their needs and their schedule. And we're basically exploring the area they live in that they may not have that opportunity to do on their own. Rebecca, does the museum also incorporate virtual experiences to enhance the learning? Yeah, great question. So so we're an education institution, and great education meets people where they are, so to speak. So if you're going to engage on Facebook, we're there. We're right there with a live stream. When uh, we had to shut down for COVID, we immediately uh, pulled up to our educators and our curators here of our uh, different departments and said, all right, uh, if we're closed, we're still producing education and we're going live stream. So we, we were in front of the tanks with a keeper or a curator speaking about a particular animal, the species, its environment, its habitat, its food chain. 
um, its predators, and that's that's a beautiful thing when you can say technology is good because we can still produce quality education and engage learners no matter where they are. Um, on site, there's a gallery here for young children called Wild and Well, and uh, simple technology. They have the opportunity to be a keeper or be a veterinarian, put a lab coat on, put a stethoscope on, um, choose an animal, choose a diet board, make their diet, discuss their medication, put an x-ray of our animals up on the light board and see that uh, bobcat's injured limb x-rayed right in front of them. It's about engaging. And technology isn't bad, obviously. We all are going to, you know, use it more and more each day. And we're embracing that here uh, in the museum, but also realizing that's not the core of our being here. You know, as you age into middle school, you're more interested. So we'll have a sand table here at the museum where you can watch your effects of that mountain of sand turning into a lake, um, very interactive opportunities that don't take away from your learning, but they enhance it. As we head into the spring season, is there anything in particular that you would like our listeners to be aware of about the museum? Sure. We have a special weekend. Uh, it's called RAW, R-A-A-W, Reptiles and Amphibians Weekend. This is unique for us. We, um, we honor reptiles and amphibians annually, and we bring in native and exotic reptiles for this weekend. So we work with terrific guest exhibitors like the Reptile Education of Virginia Group, the Virginia Herpetological Society, uh, Peninsula Master Naturalists, our friends next door, Christopher Newport University has a herpetology department, so kids can uh, get a little boost, if you will, on herps and amphibians and reptiles for that weekend, and that is going to be on March uh, 26th weekend. And then our native plant sale, where you can come and select plants native to Virginia that are obviously great for your environment, less water, and beneficial to the species that live here naturally. We produce, propagate those plants on site. 90% of them we propagate here on site. It's the largest in the country by the number of species that we have here. And you can teach your family about, again, those pollinators and the types of plants they need, whether it's a monarch and milkweed. You can take some home to grow in your, your yard to attract monarchs and perhaps chrysalis, where you can watch them emerge in your own yard. Many options here. Rebecca, there's a lot of debate in our country about the environment and which way we should go when it comes to protecting our environment. With that as sort of the backdrop, I wanted to give you an opportunity to comment on the museum's role in educating the public about the environment, about nature, about our history, and how to best understand our resources and manage those resources in a sensible way. I love that, Mark, sensible. The best we can do is understand and work toward a solution together. And in my eyes, there is no divisiveness there. We are humans, one species on a planet with many species, and we rely on this planet as do every species. And so considering that the one health of our planet being for humans, 
for animals and for the environment is where we're all going to succeed. And I believe that we all want to succeed. And I believe that this museum is a wonderful visual opportunity to understand that. And the more that we all learn, the more that we will all work together for the betterment of every local environment, which then creates a better global environment. This week on the Hometown Journal, we've been talking with Rebecca Kleinhampel. Rebecca is the executive director of the Virginia Living Museum located in Newport News. If you would like to learn more about the museum, visit their website. That's thevlm.org. Thevlm.org. I'm Mark Edwards. Again, my thanks to Rebecca Kleinhampel for being our guest this week. And thank you for joining us for the Hometown Journal. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com. Email office at myjourneyfm.com or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.